Few words from our new producer and roommate just recently hired as uh, our producer Kevin. Have hey, a few Kevin. words. Start us off. Mm-hmm. We're going live in three, <laughs> two, one. No, you have to count. You have to count from five, and the last, the last have oh, yeah. to be silent. Yeah. So give us that, all right? So we're going live in five, four. You fuck. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Make yeah. sure your hands in frame yeah. so we can yeah. see yeah. it. Yeah. Right in front of the horse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You have to be naked. <laughs> we're going live in five, four. And then do a big point. What's up, you and two? We're back. <laughs> Welcome to Too Many Jams, a show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. Uh, joined today, we have a repeat guest, Chris Follis. Hey, guys. What's He's going back. On? He was in one of our early episodes. The one called uh, Into the Wild, I believe. Yeah, this might have been like episode, episode three? four. Yeah. yeah, three or four. Mm-hmm. And like, believe it or not, the man has gotten longer hair since then. Mm-hmm. We have video now, so you can enjoy it. Let's give that a give yeah. that a little wave. His hair is banging right now, dude. That's some going fucking... for your title, bro. You already have it. I mm. I cut into a 1950s bob. I'm no. Yeah. I'm, I keep my hair <laughs> shoulder length bob cut. Looks weird. We I also, am bob. But yeah. yeah, Rob is bob. Um, we, we like it. I yeah, I like it. I wear my hair up most of the time. Kev, what are you doing with our horse there, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Leave Bojack alone. We also have on the video our uh, mascot, a horse named Glue. Glue. Mm. Well, I guess it's made of woods, you know, so. His name is Wood. It's Wood. Woody. <laughs> band, band of the Glue really quick, yeah. Um, okay, so. Yeah. Now we're back. Let's Basically chat about Chris. Year. Well, you're, Chris has been living in Australia for how long now? Since March, start of March, but almost a full year now. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And uh, if you time. remember from his episode, give it a listen. If, you, if you're if you just like hearing Chris for the first time right now, you don't understand the whole backdrop, but mm. you lived and worked in South America in the jungle. Yeah, in the jungle. For years. For for, Total. for a full year in the Colombian uh, in a jungle area there. And then in Peru, I was kind of in the city, but taking, trips, para. taking trips out to the, para, the outskirts. Para. Have you still not seen that video? No. Holy fuck. I haven't seen it either. Kristen, if you know, if we could put video into, if you guys could pull up the "It's Pra Darling" chundered yeah. everywhere video. Ah, uh, yeah. Jamie, <laughs> pull up that Pra video. Now that we have a producer, we can pull up videos. We can, can make references yeah. properly. Um, but I'm still gonna have to edit them into the video. We don't have that like cross edit where we can pull in your like Joe Rogan mm-hmm. when he tells his producer to do something. Um, you do more like that. Kevin? You're not even wearing that. You're, you're, you're not even wearing the headphones, dude. I just got the headphones off. There was a click track on, and it was. Oh, oh the, the metronome. Okay, yeah, it's off. That'll now. get you. Oh, okay. If you I'll want to go back, back to headphone yeah. gear, <laughs> put them on. Put back them to on. being a professional. <laughs> You're kicked out of the house. Can we watch the chundered, the chundered everywhere video? Okay. When you pull it up, put the mic up to the the audio, and uh, then I could edit it into the You'll the clip. It's a lot of work. This I is going to be a, a, a yeah, huge. Not editing hassle. We're trying new things here. Bringing in video from the producer. Oh, okay. Is it Gapia? Gapia. The one that's Gapia. Gapia? Ha, ha, ha. 
There is a there's a partner where it says Para darling. Is yeah. this a video, Kristen? Black bro. I didn't think so. Black bro. Alright, we Is that the right video? I don't think so. I think Damn the mm. first video you've pulled up, Kev. <laughs> we're not gonna go through all no of the No headphones. Videos. Wrong video. Uh it's we're off to a rocky start with yeah. our new producer. It's all right, he's still learning. He's still learning, you know, the first day on the job. Um my first day. One. So Chris, you were in hey. Para, darling. I was in Para for for yeah, like seven months total. So yeah, I had almost almost two full years on and off being down there, and then came back to Toronto um, just for a little little bit of time, and then moved fully down to Australia. Is this your kind f- of on a whim? And is this your first time back since you've been in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So literally going almost a full year now, and going from forty two degree weather to. This like massive snowstorm. Yeah, snow day today here in Toronto. Nice. So Chris mm. is uh, an interesting individual because we, when we talked about him on his last episode, he was saying how he really didn't know what he wanted to do and and was kind of oh, yeah. kind of a little bit lost too. And it, we thought it was crazy that his version of figuring it out, like our version, was doing the podcasts and and talking to people. He just was like, I'm just gonna take off. <laughs> I'm just gonna figure it out, and I'm gonna. I I know I want uh, something's calling me back to South America. I've unfi- unfinished business there. You knew you wanted to work in some sort of renewable energy because you care about the earth or some shit like that. <laughs> um, shit, yeah. And uh, so he was he was there, and then he met this girl, a German girl named Anna. <laughs> you can just say Anna, like <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Anna, dude. Pronounce how do you spell it? it? You're right. Sorry. How do you spell it? Anna. How do you say it? Though? Exactly. It's Anna. We're going to go with that one. It's Anna. Anna. And uh, yeah, so he met this German girl and they, they met one night at a hostel on his first South American trip. Mm-hmm. And did you link up on your se- second South America trip as well? Uh, yeah. So we met for the one day in Colombia um, and then she left that next day. Okay. And I ended up maybe like two weeks later coming home and getting like fully deported. And I didn't have internet where I was living. So when I got to the airport and was trying to deal with that whole deportation scandal, um, I got like a, the message that she sent to me like two weeks ago then asking me like, hey, like we had such a good connection. Why don't you just stay and we can travel together? And I was like, cool. Totally can't do that legally. Yeah. Um, so I have to go home. I also didn't have any money or nothing. So like I was homebound and had no other options. Uh, and then, you know, after spending like five months in Toronto, I found that job in Peru and just you know, we maintained a bit of contact and I messaged her saying, look, I don't know where you are, but I'm coming down. Any chance you're still down here? She was just wow. finishing living in a community in Ecuador for about five months. On Agapia? On Agapia. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so she, luckily she was coming down through the top of Peru when I was there and somehow I convinced her to come meet me in Lima. And so I, she came to my office while I was there and this, that was the second time I ever saw her. And yeah, be, I didn't, it was weird. I didn't really know. I was like, okay, so this doesn't happen. You're not just going to go stay at a hostel, right? So she just like came to my apartment and she like moved into my you apartment. You ended up living together after hardly knowing each for, other. For two months, basically, like have not having met her much. And if I remember correctly from the last time we spoke yeah. on the podcast, you were going down to Australia to meet her again, yeah. correct? Yeah, well, we had, we didn't really know what we were going to do. It was reaching the end of our, our month and a half, two months together in Peru and she didn't have any money and had to go home to do an internship and I still had to finish my uh, work contract there. And so we just, we, we didn't know what we wanted to do, but we knew we wanted to kind of try to stay together. So just, we kept talking and a one phone conversation, she mentioned that a friend of hers was in Australia, just working like random jobs to save up money because they have a pretty good minimum wage and all that. So honestly, we didn't think of it. And then like a month later, we're just like, okay, so should you come back down to Peru and I can keep working for these guys and you can find something? just seemed all really complex and it's hard to find a working situation in Peru. Um, so it's really easy for people to get working holiday visas in Australia. We both wanted to save money for school. We wanted to give this relationship a try. Um, so you we moved for love. We Yeah, we moved each for a lot of things, but love was actually a pretty big part of it, to be honest. And man, we pushed the boundaries of what relationships, anyone that I've had like not knowing each other moving in and then moving to a new country and moving in together there like yeah people say you don't really know someone till you travel with them what about traveling and entirely moving your life to them with us in australia yeah. in a van in a van oh that that was well, that, that came, came later, later. Yeah, that so came then we later. also made joint large purchase together like that's yeah are you guys both the on the title of that car um technically i'm the only one because i think you can only put one on there you have to pay extra for like a joint thing but like 
we both paid for it. So I'm curious, what is your overall um, like feeling towards living in the van? Like, what what are some of the pros and cons? Like, nah, this is, do you, this like I'm curious shit, yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, like it's always been a, a bit of a dream of mine. So I definitely. So, so how long? Like, when things. did you When did you find out about van van life? Van life. Well, when I was. Jeez, I don't even know when I first met my uncle because when I was a younger kid um, at my grandmother's house, I'd always be over there and in the garage, there was this old VW band in the back. Your dad's brother? Uh, no, my mom's brother. Okay. Oh, he had like one of those classic like, ones. He like a full, exactly like, picture van life and that's what he had. And yeah. I was so jealous and I saw pictures of him and and, uh, and his girlfriend who were just doing a like, Canada road trip, sleeping in the back, like doing van life, man. But like before... It was like an Instagram famous thing, like yeah. Because I've like I when I spent Wait. some time over in Australia, mm-hmm. I'd see these things all the, all over the place, right? And there's a little bit of a community online, yeah, like surrounding it, right? Like oh, like I decked out my van this way, like oh, totally, like hacks for like how to set up like living in a van. Yeah. Van life right? existed you, before Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somehow, man, That's it's crazy. it's key. There is a community because you you all want to learn these different things that'll make your life easier because there is a certain trial and tribulation that comes with living in the van. And, you know, our first month was way more difficult than our third month, right? You find exactly what you're using more on a day-to-day basis. You keep that more accessible. Like, finding a better way to organize your van. Like, and you get excited about the stupidest shit. Like, we found, like, the perfectly sized wooden box that I can put by the bed and, like, adhesive there so we can actually put, like, our phones in at night. Just, like, stuff you need there. Otherwise, it's just everywhere. Like, we got excited about our spice rack because we got to open up a new drawer. Like, what is, what is your general setup like right now inside of it? Um, well, I can show you pictures. Or like, I don't know if that helps, yeah. but either way, you can put pictures in the cast. Maybe yeah. if you send them to yeah, me, yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's um, it, it's a 1989 Toyota Hiace. It's just like basically a standard old school van. Um, when you open up the side sliding door, you walk right in. Right to the left is our two stovetop stove area, and underneath is some storage for our dry foods and our plates and stuff. Directly ahead of you is our sink. We have like a, a pretty large water tank that we fill up and we have a you know a tap, a faucet, all that so we can wash our dishes in there. To the left, we have our clothes drawer. We each have like one or two drawers in there. Um, fridge right underneath the sink. We got other food storage right beside that. And then the bed is in the back. The bed you How can make- How big is the bed? The bed's actually, it's not, it's bigger than a single, but just a little like smaller than a queen. Okay. Smaller than a double, but like yeah, we got enough room in there. It's a little short. You would have a terrible time okay. living in there. You'd have to sleep on the one side so your legs just shoot out through. Uh, okay. <laughs> through the walking area, um, but it works fine for me. Like, Does the whole thing shake when you uh, when you bang? Yeah. <laughs> and this thing's suspension is not good. <laughs> just rocking. Yeah. What, what about driving? I guess you would have to like make sure everything's sort of bad yeah, down so that's and that, like that's why organizing it is a whole other story. So there's stuff that we've had to like put in areas that you, you strap on and things like that. So yeah, we've had to there was one time our one of our drawers kept opening, so we had to like put a screwdriver through it. So it would just like stay as we're driving because sometimes it'll open and then it blocks your entire rear view mirror and it just is terrifying. <laughs> so, so we, we kind of skipped ahead to the van, but like... Yeah, a lot happened before the van, but the van's been good. The the move to Australia was originally on this plan to save up, get a van, save up for um, school. Save up for school and just, again, yeah, give this a, a try. We both wanted to see if we could make this work, this weird, unlikely relationship that spanned across borders well um, it, it seems it seems glamorous right like i'm gonna move to australia with this oh, girl and yeah on, and paper can. on paper and people always get wrapped up in that stuff you know like the wow you guys have a podcast or a band like that's so amazing it's like just like us grinding in a basement or yeah. you know what i mean well it's easy to see the, the lovely <laughs> highlights true. just when you mention it but then living it is a different story and right? when when we first would chat on the phone you're like man i'm living in the, the living room or the basement of this person's house mm-hmm. my commute is like an hour and a half to my job as you're basically a trade yeah, as a charity. Uh, you're hanging with the the Lokes, and you're in the suburbs, and it was like it wasn't the glamorous traveling life that like people like. I came back and we were like, oh my god, how was it? What have you seen? What have you done? I'm like, cool, small town. I, I worked in a fa- like it's not you're like you had like 45 things, minutes a day for yourself. Oh yeah, basically barely. Yeah, and it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't even be for myself. Like. What was she doing? So you were. What were you doing for work there? More sustainable energy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was working for uh, a wind and energy, a solar energy company, um, just doing installs, anything from residential homes to like big off-grid systems for people like living way out in the boonies. And then by the end, we actually were doing yeah, like back. A, a really. We didn't go to the upper. Oh, okay. <laughs> we went to South Australia though, and Adelaide and stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, and, and we did one on the Melbourne Uni actually, which is like one of the oldest universities in Australia, and did like a like a hundred and fifty kilowatt system. It was actually pretty wow. cool because like otherwise we'd just been doing a bunch of like small five kilowatt twenty panel systems, um, and then being able to work in like the wide range is wide range wide range wide range was really really nice, um, and doing off grid shit. Because batteries are like, uh, uh, we can get into the whole renewable energy stuff later. I could go for a while on that. Well, yeah, uh, we yeah. won't because that's super boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we, we get we get the gist of it, right? The gist, um, man. Yeah. That you know, you save the planet with some solar energy from yeah. the sun. Wicked sun down there, right? Yeah, it's wicked strong. Uh, and we just suck it right up through these panels, shove it in a battery, and Bob's your uncle, mate. I am Bob. You are Bob. Yeah. Uh, what did your, Bob. What did Anna do? For so yeah, at that time, um, I still hadn't. I'd still been applying for a bunch of different jobs, trying to find a solar job there. And our roommate had some friends over, uh, and one of them worked at French Connection at Chadston Mall, which is apparently one of the biggest, most prestigious malls in the southern Chadston. hemisphere. Is that only next to Bradston <laughs> Mall, which is the next biggest? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So um, she was working there for like three months and like definitely wasn't her ideal situation. I was lucky enough to work within my um, area and field and benefit from that. She made a bit of a sacrifice there, but it was it was a good living situation um, for the most part. Um, and then lucky for her, she was able to find a different job halfway through and switch to working to a, an organic food store, which was like really close to where we were living. Much better for her, much better hours, like no more two hour commute. It was nice. And uh, so she, is she like, uh, not, not that you're hippy dippy or anything, but is she, you and her have like similar values. like Yeah, actually like surprisingly so because we have like pretty relatively different upbringings and, and come from totally different places. But yeah, we, we resonate on a lot of almost everything and like on a really nice way. So everything works out like pretty, like again, it's not something I could have planned or even imagined so, but it's just, if I could say one thing, it's just all, it's all been very easy between us. Like, it feels effortless, which is like really, really nice. Any big fights? I mean, I guess, and but like nothing that's. I mean, not when you're salvageable, man. Like you, I think a lot of people avoid fights at all costs and think fighting is like the first step to something really, really bad. But I, I never really saw it that way, and that's something that we also had to go through together because she was always under the mentality: look, if we fight, we'll probably break up. So let's just not fight. And I was always like. Tell me what's wrong. Like, let's figure this out because get the look, octagon. You're, you're gonna you're gonna go through the issues of it, and it's gonna feel really shitty. But then you come out of it in such a better place, and it's such a more honest place, and you cultivate just a much better relationship after that. It I learned so much by having small little fights, and it, that's also better as well. If you let out the air and the tire a little bit all the time, you don't have that big buildup where the tire pops. You know what I mean? Like, is uh is there any like differences in like customs or j just the way you guys <laughs> conduct your lives that you you notice daily, like her her routines or how she likes to do certain things that is very German of her? Ah, uh, I mean a little bit, like not not too too much, but because like we've both displaced our lives and been put in this new situation where we just adapt, and now we're both living new lives, right? Yeah. So we're both living in this situation now, having to, uh, you know, address these scheduling issues, and we're all doing it at the same time together. I mean, I always get a good laugh whenever she she just loves bread so much. That's an all girl thing. She it's good to know I, that that's know, what like to get But like German bread, bread man. Like German she, bread. She, she, like she's, <laughs> she's, she's gonna hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Unrofenstein <laughs> of bread. I'll do that sometimes too, and she just like shags her. She's like, "Don't make us sound like that." Why is that not funny? Do you know the you know the German word for butterfly, right? I did. I don't remember now. Producer, we gotta we gotta pull what this is up. It? Do you know it? It's a hilarious. No, mm. it's like it's a hilarious. Uh, Can you pull up someone saying it? Mm. <laughs> but we'll, we'll keep Preferably chatting. James Earl Jones up. or something. Like. <laughs> James Earl Jones. No, like I feel, yeah, I think it's funny to make fun of Germans. I think that's a universal thing. So sorry, Anna. Um, Are you guys the same age? Yeah, she's uh, a few a few months older than me. Born in March. I'm in August. I, I think it's I think it's so impressive. It's it's one thing for a guy to live in a van. I I think we could easily do it. I, I don't give a fuck. I could live in a tent or a, mm -hmm. a frat house. Like we've done it all. But for a girl with all the needs that they have for like you know clothes, makeup, beauty. Yeah. If she's not like you that, you might be making a few assumptions there but yeah i think i know what you're talking about like For the most part it's hard to find a girl that's willing to van it i mean there's tons out there there's all different types of girls right? do we have the german word for butterfly here yeah right like, <laughs> yeah, here we go <laughs> like, you don't, hold on you schmetterling schmetterling <laughs> why why butterfly i don't know i just i heard that um and i thought that was a schmetterling doesn't sound 
like a, a beautiful animal, a beautiful insect. You know what I mean? Schmetterling. Schmetterling. But uh, Kristen, can we get your comments on how you'd feel about van lifing? Female perspective. This is uh, this is our roommate. Uh, that she's also sitting in on it here. I uh, also used to date Chris. That's weird though. So uh, let's talk it's about not that. That, weird. Yeah. that was a really long time ago. Should I be on the camera? Is it weirder that I'm not? I like the ominous voice thing. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Hello. <laughs> what, what was the question? Sorry. Uh, how would you? So so you're back at Dalhousie, and Chris is like, "Hey, when we graduate, let's van life through Australia." What's your thoughts? That was something that we had actually talked about. So that's that would have been. Well, fuck <laughs> me, right? So that, was, uh, <laughs> that was a real, real life scenario. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I think. So, what were your thoughts? I mean, I definitely think that it would be challenging, but def. Mm -hmm. I think, especially with a partner, it would be a really great challenge. Like hearing how Chris and Anna um, did it, I think it sounds great. Obviously, I think there are logistic things. I think it gets romanticized, especially with like this new For Instagram sure. oh God, kind of so lifestyle funny. where they're like, me and my super hot girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever are. Driving and we're in Hawaii and we're all yeah. both in our bikinis all the time or whatever. Every picture is someone just and I'm like, like peering you guys into the clean van. Smell like yeah. shit. Yeah. You have to poop on the side of the road. Is that real? Okay, you don't make know it all. Like, <laughs> oh. that does not happen. But I'm saying like you don't have, you have a bathroom. To poop in a bucket. No, but I'm just saying like the logistics aren't as oh, yeah. pretty. Well, it's really beautiful to be able to like drive up to a coast and see like and be nomadic. I think that part of it, it was always really attractive to me. Um, but I think there are like logistics yeah. issues that well, don't yeah, get talked about that like would be very challenging but I think it would definitely especially with somebody that you cared about whether it's a best friend or whoever would be really amazing to do especially it, if it's in a really beautiful place it's like the fire festival of traveling you know what I mean like logistically much right. more challenging than they thought mm. hot people can sell it Oh, hot people sure. sell anything. Right. Hot people make me want a van life. At, I don't know, at, Billy McFarland hot though. No, but he hired hot people to, to sell. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If I him, see him and Ja, and Ja Rule, ja Rule. You, you haven't seen that documentary, eh? Nah. Um, no, I'm just I'm, I'm making fun of you. Uh, it's, uh, no. Are you aware? Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, you I can pick uh, up on it. No, I, I just was I was impressed. I, I know I'm generalizing, but I just thought just just from seeing like my sister and and girls I've been with how they live, mm. I I couldn't picture my sister f can hardly think about camping or mm. or anything. She would never go near it. So I just that's just my perspective on girls. But I guess I is my own sister. A lot of your opinions are are <laughs> based small. on such a small survey area of people. But he admitted, I, yeah, one person. Yeah. Totally. What do you, I'm just saying, like, you, know you say about my sister? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what? Do, lots yeah. of different types of women. Yeah, but I think you, ge you generalize like based on the one that fits most like your idea. Thought process. Uh, all right. Whatever, dude. Um, I'm ashamed. Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, first to admit it, though. I just, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I picture the, the majority of girls I know, at least, uh, would, would find it challenging. So I wanted to give her daps on that. Mm. Um, so you you get to Australia. You're working as a tradie. Mm -hmm. The bit of a bit of a culture difference there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. The if if you've seen the the Smoke Out music video, that's like a, a bit of an exaggeration, but also not. Like they all love eating pies on Smoke Out. Like there's a huge pie culture there. Pies. Meat like what pies. kind of pies? Meat just pies. Meat, yes, general meat pies. Yeah. Also, it's been like this is like my first year being a vegetarian, full time. Oh. Whoa. And. That's I don't think Australia is like the best place for that, but was was the van life parsh like a sort of a contributor? To, uh, no, because I started when I landed there. Yeah. Um, I mean, thinking about it in retrospect, it would be a lot worse keeping meat in the van. Like we have a fridge and shit, but like right, it's it very probably makes small. things a lot easier. Yeah, 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 totally, and it's like less expensive. Like there's been no detriment to my life since going vegetarian. Like um, it's been really good. Yeah, keeping weight up just fine. You're not losing. You're like yeah, getting I your mean, calories. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I love that everyone's only concerned about that when you go vegetarian. No one's like, well, I, yeah. I eat steak. Okay, you're getting all your calories then. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just no, but uh, that's the thing. Everyone's like, well, what about your protein? I'm like, what I didn't about, say what protein. About your riboflavin? I said, yeah, I said calories. I'm just talking about calories. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, but I'm telling you, that's like the standard one people would ask always about, right? Like, the thing about uh, when I was a veggie primarily is that you get full up on veggies with mm. a lot less calories, and that's why it's like a healthier diet for most people. That mm. I need to power pack food into into my body your gullet. Um, or else I lose weight right? right so when I think about going vegetarian I'm like after I finish that salad I'm stuffed but I can mm. eat four burgers <laughs> because I don't something about meat protein just doesn't trigger that I'm full mechanism uh, yeah, yeah you could keep going so yeah. I'm able to I get that with pasta I can just crush like. you can crush yeah we were, we were hearing this whack thing about pasta the other day that uh, oh yeah on, on Joe Rogan's uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast he was interviewing 
Travis Barker. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw and, that. And they were they were talking about uh, like the Pasta. wealth of vegan and vegetarian options that they have in LA, and uh, they started talking about about uh, about pasta and how Americans, you know, <laughs> how Americans they're like bigger is better, right? So mm-hmm. everything that they do try and yield more. And the the wheat crops that they ha- or um, yeah yeah the wheat crops that they had over here, they uh, they realized that they weren't yielding that much uh-uh. from from just sort of like one strand of it to make pasta, so that they like artificially um, modified changed, genetically like, yeah, or whatever yeah modified it so that they could yield more, and then th- that's why that pasta is so much different over in Italy as compared to here Uh. because when you have it here it's like it's so much more dense and you get that really full feeling but Joe Rogan was talking about how he when he goes over to Italy or he gets some like some special pasta from Italy yeah like imports it imports it and he gets and it's totally different it makes not a rock in your stomach at the end yeah that's why they're saying like the bread and pasta here has complex glutens in it and that's why there's so much sensitivity over here where like Uh. in Europe they're like I'm not this what is this fad of sensitivity yeah and and it's because we got dense gluten bitch (laughs) fuck (laughs) we got density issues man (laughs) like respect our dense gluten over here Uh, don't generalize our gluten right Totally. You like that it's over there? Speaking days. to a gluten, uh, gluten intolerant tea over there. Yeah. It's because of our dense gluten. I'm sorry. Mm. We'll import you maybe some pasta to try. <laughs> that would be amazing. We'll eat I'm it live on air. You make me like 10 times more sick. I get like anaphylactic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you? That'd be dope. Good, good content. <laughs> are you actually allergic to it or some people are just, they don't like the way it makes them feel, right? I would say I, I probably straddle both of those things. I, w- I would say it's probably less than an allergy but more than like a general intolerance mm. yeah like i found like it probably takes me like a week and a half to like feel normal after i have like a lot so one time i had it and i literally i know this is probably gonna sound dramatic but i had like really intense brain fog i had the worst like bloating like painful bloating the fact that like, i couldn't even get out of bed like i was in pain um i had like these hormonal breakouts all down my neck and i like was doing weird things like and this is before you knew that gluten was a um, no. This is when sort of I had I had made a mistake. Well, the uh, restaurant okay. that I'd gone to had made a mistake. Yeah, roast them. Who was it? Um, it was it was in New York. It was like a dumpling restaurant. It was like all you can eat, and they were like, "Yeah, this is gluten free." And I ate so much fucking food, yeah. and then they were like, "Oh, if you wanted it gluten free, you had to have it without the sauce that this was soaked in." And I was like, "Oh, but I just had seven. Yeah. And then for yeah, like, for like an entire luck for time. The next week. I felt enjoy your brain fog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bitch. Brain no, I yeah, it was hard to explain, that but it was just dense. like it was really it was really intense for me. But when it was before, like I I didn't really know how bad it was until I went off of it for two weeks and I just had like this like yeah just clarity. It's my it, stomach bloating went down, my digestion got a lot better. I remember reading this interview. <laughs> Um, with Novak Djokovic, and he mm. made very similar he's comments. A big, no he, gluten guy. He's a big, he, he's a big guy, no actually. gluten guy. He's like, he's like, when I discovered this, I went off gluten for for two weeks, and uh, then I tried having like a piece of bread uh, after that time period, and he's like, it felt like I had one of the worst hangovers. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! That's, that's how I felt. It was yeah. super. Can, can I actually gluten? like. I was like clumsy almost like it was really hard to explain like just so foggy because it provokes like a really inflammatory response for a lot of people I've been blaming my concussions for a lot of brain fog but maybe uh maybe we should do the no gluten challenge for a few weeks (gasps) do it you won't do I'm it. I'm scared that I we might just not go back. Marys, you won't do Marys it. That's crackers fine. That's and hummus for like two weeks. Oh, that's all. That's all we eat is hummus. But yeah, <laughs> things I crush so much za. It's almost it's like brain can, fog. It would be extremely difficult. Also, for just me your to, diet is shit. You know what? <laughs> your gl- diet free Gluten free bread doesn't uh, doesn't appeal to me at all. It's always no. so dense and like I would crumbly, say, like hard. I would definitely recommend. This is so off track and totally taking the spotlight away from Paul. Who's Chris? I would say if you're gonna go gluten free for two weeks, I would go like more whole foods and not try to replace things. I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people, I'm sure that you've had a similar experience when you went vegetarian. Like, I think it's easier to just focus on the food that you can't eat or you can eat, sorry, than the foods that you cannot eat. And rather than getting like the shittier replacements and expecting it to taste the exact same, just get more inventive and try different things that are based out of whole foods. Because I found it was really hard, especially when my parents didn't know what to make me. They'd be like, oh, we bought this like fake spaghetti bolognese sauce. I'm like, this tastes like dirt. Like I can't. Yeah. Like it's really, rather than being like, I'm just going to actually make like a completely different sauce with like cashew or whatever and make it super creamy and not trying to taste 
like meat because yeah. the reason that I'm doing it is because I don't want to eat meat. Exactly. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. if you want to do gluten, don't get shittier gluten bread. Just like eat, off of, like, eat like sweet potato yeah. or whatever. Try different alternatives. A little yeah. bit less limited for vegetarian, but yeah. so but you, I, it's the, the it's 100% is the same principle. Okay. Like the biggest problem I remember people is like, oh, why would I get the veggie burger? It doesn't even taste like a real burger. I'm like, yeah, just accept it for what it's a totally different thing now. Yeah. You're at, you're eating it to have this now, not as a replacement burger. And they're all there's so many good Retweet. ones now. There's so many. Are you guys able now. to cook creatively in this van, or is it like it definitely? You have to get a little more creative. Yeah. Um, and because we only have two stovetop burners, we don't have an oven or anything like that. So everything's in the pan, like a lot of stir frying action. We've been doing a lot of curries lately. But, but you're like cooking right next to your bed. Oh yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And it hel- it's it's like at least when when it's like good weather, we have the top pop, so this area for you know the heat to leave out through mm-hmm. our windows and stuff. But when it's like sometimes it would be like raining really aggressively we have the pop top down and you're like hunched over trying to cook it's like, pretty hot in there, yeah right? it gets real fucking hot <laughs> like so so most of the time it's fine but also that's just a trial and tribulation of doing it right what is what is the worst thing about living, about in, the living van? in a van yeah um i mean i'm i'm definitely on like the more pro side of it like i'm a big like i'm biased because i really like it but i guess the worst thing yeah it's probably the availability of showers um you have to like ask people to shower sometimes which like isn't the best but lucky enough we live in a town where there's an aquatic center and like a public place to shower that i can go anytime and once you hit the open road you have the ocean too yeah exactly (laughs) but i mean nature's toilet i'm not gonna (laughs) treat it like that (laughs) Uh, so we keep getting so tangented on this van life because it is so it's radical it's it's radical but the thing is like she brought up a good point like it is fantasized and like every instagram picture you'll see was like why is this like really sexy lady just in her underwear in the van on the beach all the time like they don't show later when she has to like yeah cook in the van in the rain and oh by the way there's that's what i was planning on doing i want to do like legit van life oh when your van breaks down and you're in a place where you can't sleep overnight but your van can't move get like 30 views of video and you have no food uh, you just have cans of chickpeas and salt yeah yeah unfortunately unfortunately the world doesn't reward those videos those content creators no. you should do that but just like just ironically have Anna in like a bikini the whole time and you shirtless <laughs> just be like oh, no, like- I want to get followers man I don't want to like or, or you should break down these photos, like choose all these really glamorous <laughs> ones and be like behind the scenes and just like show yeah. all the Oh, yeah, nonsense. yeah the boom mic in the back. Yeah, I can get that. That's funny. Um, yeah, making, con- do that. making content, we've, we've talked about this a little bit, how you should really record this because it's, it, it's wild. Yeah. But it's on top of all the work you have to do to van life oh, to man. film and well, edit on top of that. That's the thing. Like we really wanted to. First of all, my computer's like old ass and like it's not. You, if you put it, if you try to load a video into edit it all, you'll probably shut the computer down. So I'm, I can't really do that myself. And also the way, the situation in which we've been living van life over the past four months has not been conducive to anything other than working, eating, and sleeping. Like it's, it's been a bit of, it's been a, an interesting struggle. Yeah, I let's guess. talk about that. So to get your year visa in Australia, you have to work um, on a farm for 80 days. But something you said that I think is amazing that people should know about yeah. is that you can work in well it's not it's just the farm picking or the fruit picking is the the most commonly heard about option because you have to work in regional australia in one of these like four uh areas uh, of work one of them being mining one of them being construction one of them like being agriculture yeah like some, people, ha- some people go to perth and go and work in the mines yeah that like, is fucked like like the main the main thing with getting this second visa is that you have to contribute to the australian government right that seems to be what the what the, the point of it is yeah um so that's the thing yeah you can get your first working holiday visa year no problem, but if you want to apply for your second one, you have to devote 88 work days um, towards that. Doesn't seem that bad. 80 it, days. The thing about it, though, so a oh, lot of times days. people are doing fruit picking, right? It has to be 88 days total. So they have a lot of stupid, stupid, uh, mini little things that you got to take into account. So if you have to work enough hours in five days to equal enough for a normal work week, okay. and if you do that, that means you get all five days, and you get to count the two weekend days towards the 88 days. Oh, so do then the weekend you can days count? Only in that case, if you do enough hours in that week to yeah. be a full-time job. So you have to do it. Uh, that's like then you can actually do it in three months, right? Now, if you're doing the fruit picking and one day it rains, boom, you, you lose all the hours for that day. Not only you're not getting paid, you're not getting the hours for that. So now your seven days just drop down to four days. Of yeah. that week. So that, okay. that's when people who are like, cool, uh, I'll travel for for like nine months and I'll just do my three months. But then they get fucked by they the end of it. And then this is how a lot of people get screwed over by these uh, these farmers and whatnot because they know they have them in the palm of their hand. And it's like, look, I won't give you these days unless you work this many hours, blah, 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 because they can, they're holding their whole next year 
yeah. just in their hands for them. So, yeah, you don't want to like t- wait too long and then like miss the date. So I can see a lot of people getting taken advantage of. Oh, that's the huge issues with that. Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, I, I don't know. I heard a lot of good stories about fruit booking. Like sometimes I know this guy's like, oh, I found this melon farmer. You know, contract. We're getting three hundred dollars a day. I'm like, okay, you're one out of nine stories that I've heard yeah. that has been good. So we didn't want to do that. Luckily, I was working uh, at the solar company, and this Norwegian guy started working with me. Who he got his visa days working in a, a factory building wall frames and trusses for houses. Um, and that was just outside in the proper area code to count as regional Australia and is in the construction, you know, um, industry. Mm-hmm. So this is the way that works with the paperwork and how they sign it off, it actually counts, which is good. Yeah. So you, you were able to, you, the rain or shine, you're working five rain, days a week. Exactly. So we get to work at all. We're getting paid like good minimum wage. Yeah. Um, and there's opportunities for overtime every day. They're totally open to you doing overtime. And when you work overtime, uh, you get one and a half pay and wow. then on saturdays if you choose to come in the first two hours are one and a half and the second or the, the the next four are double time and you're not really spending much money either while you're oh there, no right? th- that's what's really good about this van when i was living in the the house earlier um we actually had it to ourselves for three of the months so we're paying the internet bill all the time the light bill the water but everything right just like any normal person would and that sucks a lot of your cash real quick now we installed solar on the van we have no electricity bill we only buy gas for the the van and groceries that's about it. Like, so yeah. we're paying. We, we we did a calculation when we were like living closer on the cheaper scale. We're spending between a hundred, hundred twenty five bucks each to a week. Each, a week, yeah. Each or to, so each three hundred. Oh, so yeah. two fifty total. Yeah, sure. That's quick maths. Yeah. Do thousand that, bucks a month. And you were just laying uh, this. Your stories from this factory sounds. It sounds hilarious and awful. Yeah. But uh, the fact that. Tr- like tr- tradey factory work there can get a little bit racist you were yeah, saying yeah I mean it just it somewhat feels like in like don't get me wrong tons tons of Australia really great people all that let's just preface no, no, that let's they're generalize. not bad people yeah but like there at a certain point it does feel like it's just like they're in the 80s still I just feel like it hasn't the open mindedness hasn't fully progressed as much there yet hasn't made it inland yeah, yeah like all the ist words, sexist, racist, you know, like a lot, but, a lot but of do you think happens. it's like like neither none of us have spent any time in some of the small towns outside of Toronto or outside <laughs> like yeah, I, you, I, you know, I, in, in Ontario and stuff well. where you go up north, like wherever oh, it is. Yeah. They're probably along sort of the same lines. One million I, I, it, percent. I immediately started to think about that after I did that. Yeah. Like. One million percent. Like we're no I think we're actually very similar. City centers there. I think they have a slight conservative edge on us. Mm, yeah. They closer. they definitely but not nothing crazy. And and if you go and did factory work up in I wonder. Yeah. yeah I bet you we should do that as an I, experiment I as well. We should upload yeah. to a factory for three months. Uh, I'm gonna buy you guys both whereabouts? a plane ticket to Timmins. Timmins, Ontario. <laughs> oh my God. Just take Thunder Bay wow. even yeah. then. I've been to Thunder we'll Bay go actually. Good free. Folks. Live in Tim for two weeks and we'll live free, on, we'll, gluten-free vegans we'll live out of our ski <laughs> our ski dues yeah <laughs> on 150 bucks a day no see but if you, see if you can do it man but like the thing is like this the stories you're telling me like still though i don't think they, they have a little bit of an edge like i don't well, at least in this factory listen i don't know what it's like at other factories or whatnot or this is no, I'm one your factory has a little bit yeah, of an edge on fa- what i know oh, for sure man well it just for some reason in this place like people could be yelling things across across the room that if you were to say in any other workplace environment that I could imagine HR you'd be gone in a second yeah it's just stuff that's like I don't know maybe that's just me hard hard F-bombs and not the UCK type the A-G-G-O-T types yeah and uh, on a daily basis also I loved how uh, (laughs) I don't like do you mind putting this company on blast uh no, not necessarily, but like I'm not I'm not gonna start calling names out, but So Trevor from the factory no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well he's a dick, he can go. No, but like the, the people like gen like uh, you said uh the different groups of people seem to end up working in the same parts of the yeah, factory yeah, together. They, they, so I like I think that might have just been a, a language thing. Oh convenience. Be, yeah, I mean so sure, the lesbians one, spoke a different language sh- and that's why they worked in their own group. They did put them together. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! They did. So there was one area that was all the the Indian workers over there, and because sh- you know they all could communicate in Hindi and, and yeah. Punjab, whatever they were speaking, um, and they were able to get work quite quickly done. But you know, there's some days when I had to go over work with them, and they just wouldn't speak English to me. Like the right. I was I was basically not there. You were a floater. You said you'd you'd, yeah, you'd pop between around. the so different I'd, stations. Yeah. So you you got the whole eclectic I, mix exactly, and yeah, yeah. There was not really any station that I enjoyed no i'm like really happy to be done with that like don't get me wrong 
very fortunate opportunity for me to have not having to be in the Australian sun every day getting destroyed, picking like shit apples that probably won't make me any money. I got to work in a job making hourly wage. I'm done now, but and, I wouldn't go back. And now and now that you've completed your 88 days, yeah. you're, you were saying earlier that you're not even, uh, you're going to hold off on getting your visa right away, right? Yeah, because yeah. you've got school lined up? Yeah, because we, we've just been doing some reevaluating as, as the year gets to an end. Because So if we'd want to apply and do our second year visa, that's great. We wouldn't be there for the whole year, though. We're both applying to school. That would start in September. And we'd probably have to leave in August to get ourselves ready for that. So it wouldn't, it'd be basically a waste. Um, we were planning on potentially going to this Fiji Island for like a month or two. So at this point, we might just do three months traveling uh, in the van now um, around Australia. Again, our entire prerogative this entire time has been, let's let's see how we feel in a month. Like we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We don't know if we're going to find an area that we really like. There's a couple eco villages that we wanted to go and, and volunteer in and live for a bit and just see how things are. And we, we just Try don't know what's going to happen. I feel like that'd be wild. <laughs> so, something you'd never do in your life ever. Nudist month? Yeah. I actually knew someone when I went to Barcelona. I stayed in Airbnb in Barcelona. Lo siento. Um, that was it. Was, um, the host of the Airbnb that I was staying at. He had lived on a nudist island for like Where six about months of the year. Kinky. Off the, uh, I guess it was the west coast. No, the east coast of Africa. Like the small island that I'd never heard of. And he'd moved there and he said for like the first week and a half, he was like the only one not naked and he was so nervous about it. And then I think they just got I'd him. I'd be nervous to not be naked. I'd be the opposite if right. everyone else is I naked. I suppose that's true too. But he just like was really self-conscious. He's also like, he had like a very small frame and he was just like saying, he was like, Are you I did assuming his you penile size here? <laughs> no, he was the one that was sharing. He was quite vulnerable. And he was just saying like, he saw a lot of people that were like very comfortable and it made him feel super insecure. And then one day, day he was like bent over or something and like I think his like cloth fell off or something and he just didn't pick it back up. <laughs> <laughs> That's oddly beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> bent over. That's how he finally up, came out. stood up with pride and he was like, like here we go. Analogy. And he was there for like a really long time. He like had a relationship with another it's, naked it's, person. Isn't that weird starting a relationship with a naked person right off the bat? I kind of love would it. Just be like bit, so yeah. foreign to me. I, I wouldn't even I know. I would love that. Imagine should, showing up to your next date. We should Timmins, do it with clothes. Timmins, vegan free. Nudist. Nudist. <laughs> and I'll, I don't care what your frame size is. If you're working up in Timmins with the air, air temperature there, you're rocking a small unit. <laughs> <laughs> working in a factory completely Speak nude with but, all... But uh, I'm just thinking about the workplace injuries that would happen Uh, in a nudist factory. It would be terrible. You know, a lot of giblets getting caught in. Sounds like you're making nudists. (laughs) I don't think at the nudist colony they're doing a lot of hard labor. I think they're really just there to, like, experience um, life naked. I wasn't even joking. I think it would be a a life experience to do that. And Mm -hmm. that's one thing about your trip that is a real enviable quality is the the fact that you are going to have these experiences that almost no people would experience yeah the, living in a van traveling the coast of australia it seems popular there but for canadians yeah. really rare the fact that you can pick an eco culture to volunteer in or uh yeah some squirrel just flew up our tree here <laughs> or uh, man, a man a nudist beach for a few weeks crazy time and uh and it must be comforting to know that once you decide to part ways with the van mm-hmm. There's a huge secondhand marketplace. Ah, totally, yeah. It'll get a good <laughs> you know? home. Like, yeah, we had to buy the van from someone kind of just like us. I, yeah, there was, we actually went and were looking for vans, and these two people were selling it, and they had a, a map in the van that we actually stole the idea and now have a map of Australia on the roof. And they had three places marked out, Italy, Australia, and Santa Marta, Colombia. And he was from Italy. She was from Australia. We're like, why is it? Why did you have marked that spot? I'm like, oh, we met there. And that's exactly where Anna and I also met. Oh, wow. So we met in the same time period, like within months, within miles of each other. We didn't buy their van. We did not buy their van. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that story so is kind of way less cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We wanted to Yo, buy it, but like, this isn't that good. Kev, we're going to cut that out, dude. Uh, yeah. Make a note at uh, yeah. 4358. No, no, Just ruin it. Uh, no, that's super cool. And then, so you had this plan all along to go to do your master's in Germany. That's where mm-hmm. uh, Anna's from. Mm-hmm. And it's an international school, so you'll be speaking English, but you'll, mm-hmm. you'll be living there. And that's going to be a wild culture shock too. That'll so be wild, yeah. But you're going you're gonna to probably have to live in, you get an apartment. And yeah. Like whereabouts in Germany? In Cologne. Or Cologne, Kuhn. okay. Is that how you say it? Kuhn, yeah. How does Cologne become Kuhn? Because if we spell it, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just K O L N when you spell it. With oh. The alphabet. Yeah. Okay. So exciting, man. Yeah. Um, words. Words are I got, exciting. Got to get in first, man. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I feel like in this episode, I've just gone off the rails. I, I spent a, all right. I spent a weekend in Montreal just getting blackout, uh, and I don't think Exhibit I, a. I don't think I fully recovered. It's like my gluten. If you eat a lot of bread, if I get blackout for two days yeah. straight and don't sleep, <laughs> brain, a, brain fog, gluten, yeah. <laughs> and uh, bloating, and uh, <laughs> and whatever you said, hormonal rashes or something. Yeah, whatever. I <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are you gonna go to school for? I'm going to be, hopefully, if I get in, my, my master's in science for renewable energy management. That makes sense. Yeah, and Germany is like a pretty big hotspot to, to be working in that field, so. You think you're going to work really there good. after school? Well, I think the final semester when you're writing your thesis, you might be actually working with well, a company. It's like a co-op program. Yeah, I think so. So that would be really, really beneficial because all the, all the companies um, that provide the equipment that we've I've been using in the past few years, most of them, if they're not made in Germany, they're designed in Germany. Um, and you know the the solar program that Ontario was using, the microfit program, we derived that from the program they made in Germany. So they're okay. they're front runners in in a lot of these areas. So, so really Germany, a place to learn. Germany seems like it would be a front runner in solar energy. You know, yeah. If I had to choose like one European country, well, <laughs> yeah, like they've they've always they've always been like the gold standard for technological <laughs> advancement, know. or like you know what I mean, like German German engineering is is the saying. That's yeah. Out there. Um, and uh, you know, other than Volkswagen's big diesel scandal, yeah, know, what's that? That that scandal. If you had a if you had a Volkswagen, they would give you the entire value of your car, even if you had like an older Volkswagen. Like guys would just get like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars from Volkswagen. They had to pay. They had to fucking pay. And and the thing is, it was a company wide uh, scandal. Like they knew they were like lying as a company wide yeah. thing, and they kept it in. I think it's, that's crazy. It was for a bunch of years, wasn't it? Um, I, don't, I don't know the full details, but <laughs> Kevin, pull up the full details. No, <laughs> Volkswagen scandal. We're debunking this now. <laughs> and then what's uh, what's Anna gonna go to school for? I uh, should be getting a master's in psychology. Holy fuck, you're yeah. fucked, buddy. Yeah, I know. She's gonna break you down. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna leave not knowing who you are or, or what you why you, why you did anything, why you traveled. She's like you're just escaping your childhood of <laughs> of this and that, and uh, you you found uh, long lost uh, dreams of. I don't know. I'm grandeur. just uh, what's that grandeur? Yeah, in, in the van life, and and this whole thing's a sham, and we're living in an illusion. Why did her voice? I got so deep. Yeah, like, the deep. I told the, you, the I'm running on brain content. fog. Let me let me live my life over here, dog. Yeah, this man some gluten. A master's, a master's in psychology doesn't necessarily mean you're going to become a, yeah, a therapist. No, but that's her goal. She doesn't want to become she a okay. psychologist. So, yeah, yeah. so you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Tell so, me more about that. That's How really that cool. You, you could end up, you could, yeah, you could end up spending some serious time in Germany if you get decent jobs over there. Yeah. Have you thought this is? Have Probably you have not. you reflected on your your travels and and uh, so far and like the decisions you made to uproot? Like, have you reflected on it as mm-hmm. being a good choices? Have you thought about the future of where you guys might end up or where you want to end up and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, that's like an inevitable thought, no matter how much you want to push it away and, and how much I do push it away. Because I mean. <laughs> in this situation we're in and that we've been in like if we had tried to make a plan at all these certain points every one of them would have just been completely demolished and other because th- new things happen and you you don't even know what's going to happen and i know i probably touched on this the last time we talked but i really don't know what could happen over the next three months and how we're going to feel so making a plan now and worrying about it and trying to stick to it is really difficult when you just mm-hmm. don't know and we've both found a pretty solid comfortability level in is that a word comfortability i've yeah, confirmed. Kev check. <laughs> I, I'm just. I've heard comfortable. I've heard comfortability a few times. People really have a hard time with it. They're like, I'm very comfortable. Like, I've seen messed up on other podcasts, and I've always wondered if it's a real word. Comfortability. But well, yeah, you found a comfortability. Not, all words are made up anyway. So. Wow, that's so deep. Right. So deep. In wow. German, it'd be comfort comfortable. <laughs> what was Cologne? Kern. Kern. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm putting you down for a fucking nap. Oh, I slept ten hours last night. I should be buzzing. Um, yeah, podcast listeners, just disregard me this episode. I'm out of control. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Going back to your question. Yeah. Going like, back to your question. We, we have thought a lot about it, and I'm not really sure. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, so we will see. We have thought about the future and whatnot, but we both first will have to get into school to to maintain whether or not what, what's going to happen next and. Yeah, we both just. Do you uh, have a plan B? 
Nah. I love it. I love that. I mean, there's always just coming back here and working, right? So, which which would she consider coming here? I think so. I mean, the the difficult thing is it's something that I'm you know, have a really high importance and I put a, a high value on is that she's actually quite a, a really big family person, has a great connection to her family and it's really important to her mm-hmm. as I would want in a partner. But it just makes someone there's a sacrifice somewhere sometime that's coming. Yeah. Whether or not it's one of us or both of us. I don't know how this is gonna work out if somehow we'll make it work in six months there, six months later. I don't know. But I just know I don't have the information yet to make those decisions that I'm not confronted with. So we're just gonna keep going. We're gonna enjoy the shit out of these next three months where we're finally gonna we've been there for a year and living out of the van for four months and now we're gonna finally start traveling and getting out of it what we want. Basically we're approaching this time of our trip that I was looking forward to most where we've actually bought our freedom. We don't we don't need to work those visa days anymore. I don't have to work behind, underneath these crazy bosses that I've had and we can just go and do what we want, stay where we want for however long and and we, we have hours every day, man. Yeah. Hours every day to do what I want and the music you've been talking about writing and yeah, and like the, it's the all been partially and, and half-assed and you know it gets dropped the second you have to do like a 12-hour shift at work and then you come home you're like I can't even begin to put my mind to this right now. So that's what I'm most excited about is taking the time to just pursue things that I've always wanted to and see if anything actually sticks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know we even talked last, like I'd love to do a podcast and I've done interviews with people, Kristen included, and I just haven't had the the ability to, to manifest that yet. Give myself the time to explore it more. I also don't really have the technology to do a lot of it, but it's it's stuff that I'm removing barriers from myself and hopefully going to be able to start working on to a, a higher degree over these next few months. And you're right, music is a really big part of this for me. Luckily, throughout these past few months, I've been able to play a fair amount, find some people to jam with. Some open I did mics. a show, which yeah. I was really psyched about. Like That was my first three-hour solo gig. Terrif- Damn. Terrifying, by the way. <laughs> um, and yeah, it just shows me that I'm capable of achieving things if I actually take the time to do it. So this is what I've been building up this entire year for. Not only to save money for my school, but now live cheaply in a van and pursue things that I'm passionate about and just stuff that I would regret not doing later. Super exciting. Yeah, I'm, well I'm stuck for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, we all do. It's not like. Mm, we don't work that Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes when I got off my four hour bartending shift, <laughs> I, I just can't focus on uh, coming back to work over here. Uh, no, but we, yeah. we, we made some sacrifices in the. Um, so I'm going to call them super popular. Um, we, we made some sacrifices in our like world experience. Like, like Robbie did a little bit of traveling, but we never did that uproot and explore like I want to do. And that opened up the fact that we, we do have these hours to do it. So we made, we made sacrifices in other areas where I would love to be able to uproot and just change myself. And, and like, you're a different person. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely a different person. It's, it's insane how much, uh, just perspective and, and being in a new place changes you fundamentally. And that's something I've always wanted. It's the same reason why I wanted to learn a language. You immerse yourself, learn Spanish. And um, so we are, we are foregoing that to open up all this time to do our creative work. So there's always a sacrifice. There's always an opportunity cost and a balance. Mm-hmm. And the hopes are that you earn the ability to, to do it later yeah. or do it all at some point. Mm-hmm. We obviously hope that once uh, music and starts taking off and become super famous, we can immerse ourselves in South America and do a, a three month writing vacation yeah, and, man. and go to and stuff like that. You hope that you can get to a place where your job and your life allows you to do the creative stuff that yeah. you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to interrupt, but can we all just note our opera singer? Uh, I was heard that right now. Our neighbors are music teachers. Um, and it sounds like, it sounds like they do hardcore opera over there. Yeah. But also piano as well. You don't like that? Um, but I, I think that was, I think that was well put, you know, it's, it's comparable, uh, to what Chris is doing, but to a different degree, right? We're all on different timelines, man. It's not like, it's not one way to do anything. All terrifying. Yeah. All, everything's terrifying all the time. Right. And to be honest, I'm actually a little, I'm terrified, like so excited and definitely in the recent past, the future has become a more exciting prospect to me than mm-hmm. a more terrifying thing, but it doesn't mean the fear is not there. Like, look, I, I keep talking about buying this, buying the freedom and now I can work on music and all these other creative things. But I've had that as a, you know, carrot on a stick in front of me in many different ways. I thought maybe going to Columbia and when I was living at the hostel, Oh cool. I'm going to so much time. I can actually work on this and I'll come back with song. Like think life gets in the way things happen. 
and no matter where you go, you're going to take your baggage with you. And, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're in Australia, if you're trying to wear, if you want to do something, you really have to do it. And that's what you guys have done as well. Like you don't need to go somewhere else to do it. You've taken the time to make this a priority and make this something you actually care about and devote time to you doing fucking weekly shows you put like that's a grind Yeah, don't fucking remind us dude yeah it's a grind you guys have put in the time and it's super respect like no one i feel like no one takes the time to do that or tries to go that extra mile and really achieve something that they wanted to like and you're bearing your soul out here you're putting yourself out here all the time talking about everything and anything and and just being honest yeah just saying i hope maybe you like it like you know you're, cool. you're right man you putting it putting this out here we're definitely uh losing a lot of uh credibility future, future job opportunities yeah. and credibility but but, but you're also creating a different yeah. area that you're going into now right like yeah I, different people will align with this than maybe some of these job opportunities you're looking at and you yeah, probably exactly. didn't want those jobs anyway man exactly that's yeah th- fuck those that's, jobs that's that's my, my that's my mentality is that you you're know, sifting right now yeah you're putting all this stuff out there and you know what if if they can't like get past like the stuff that like you know they're hiding behind closet doors anyways we're all weirdo freaks we all do this shit everyone does weird stuff what's the truth about this you guys i don't want to be around anyways especially kristen especially i was waiting for you to say something (laughs) (laughs) um no but it was cool you guys you came back you and kristen caught up Mm -hmm. you guys have a cool friendship i think you guys have a lot more uh, like uh in common now with like all the environmental and the, mm-hmm. the health food stuff and you guys went to school together we we're, we we go back um all the way like middle school middle school with us two living mm-hmm. a few blocks away kristen scootering to school scootering to school <laughs> like as far back as two people can really go yeah and it's cool that we can stay in touch and how we're on such different paths and yet similar wavelengths s- still mm-hmm. still link up mm-hmm. totally really important well we were always able to just get back right exactly where we left off right so man i want to do i mean i know we because every time we meet up because there's so much to talk about we end up talking about your journey so much mm. but it'd be so fun to to talk about a lot of our memories growing up all the weird stuff yeah. that happened to us i would love from, open. from getting arrested oh yeah not you or me but we when we were in a group remember alex got arrested oh shit oh my god and yeah he camp, did not move he was the, a statue all the camp stories and mm-hmm. uh i found my old Madiba sweater yesterday i want to hear about the story when you guys measured your penises and they were the exact same length no, it it, it was. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, I remember distinctly Travis being. <laughs> he was like making a joke to me about how he was average. And he's like, whatever. Chris is the same like. No, no, it was. It was this. You were hooking up with Chris at the time, and I forget how. Uh, forget how my dick came into the mix or something. But the the conversation. <laughs> forget how my dick got in the mix. The okay. conversation mix came up that like Chris and I weirdly know that we have a uh, very similar size horns, <laughs> because uh, when we were at this golf tournament, we were really young at the prime age where. Uh, you know, you want to kind of figure out what other people's yeah. dicks are looking you just wanna, like. Yeah, see what see what what's other out there. Packing? Um, totally. That, so like, like we go way <laughs> back. Um, but yeah, no, I remember. Uh, no shame. A shame. We don't. We don't. Yeah. We don't whip our dicks out anymore. You know what I mean? It's been at least a month. So. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, so I, think, I think that's a good uh, segue out. Robbie's <laughs> <laughs> like. Stop talking about your dick, Travis. Um, Rob's feeling super insecure right now. <laughs> Rob, what, uh, what well, you know, it's, with it's me? relatively yeah. the same size as. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, Unprompt. living in a fraternity <laughs> was an absolute dick that's fest. A total, oh my god, that's a totally different podcast. It, yeah. it, it is. It would just be like a guy would come and be like, "Yo, tra- dick, this is not even a joke." He'd be like, "Yo, Trav, let me see your dick real quick." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I just want to, yeah, like, just like whip it out. He's like, mine's got a, uh, a, a little curve to it. You know, I just want to see what you're working with. Right. And I'm like, here's my dick. And he's like, mm. oh, nice. That's a good dick. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or you'd be like, is my dick looking a little more curved today? You know, just yeah. pull it out. And uh, you take a look at it. You'd be like, you know what? No, that's looking, it's looking good. He's like, do you think? Give it, you, give it a quick kiss on the. Yeah, yeah. a little kiss. Yeah, it's looking good. Let me kiss yeah. it. For good luck. <laughs> or, yeah, no, or um, just like obviously our showers were kind of. Uh, <laughs> kind of communal Kiel. a little bit so literally this was such a beautiful heartfelt podcast for so long and then it took such a i think turn. it's more beautiful okay. now for it you know <laughs> just two men frat showers yeah two men whipping yeah. the dicks out and <laughs> um, <laughs> call the manager <laughs> uh yeah producer kev thumbs yeah, up thumbs down on that last on uh, that last piece of content kev likes it kev like producer kev if it's kev approved then yeah. it goes but uh 
we'll uh, that's what I mean like we, it'd be cool to get on an episode <laughs> where we, we talk about some of the funnier stuff because yeah, yeah. you also oh, I could sue you because a lot of these are, yeah. are bad but Fantastic. like the, about uh, that Feel one not. school incident that's all I'm yeah, going to say yeah, and, so uh, many. and mm. the camp uh the tabins. Oh yeah, the tabins. When uh, you know, once no one knows a time, what a tabin is. I've tried to bring that a up. A tent but, cabin. Yeah, yeah. It's like a wooden base. We had uh, <laughs> we went tripping together and all those fun times. It'd be it'd be nice to just shoot the shit. Yeah, yeah, we should. Um, but I will see you in a on year. On or off the podcast. Yeah, I'll yeah. see you in a year. Yeah, so yeah, cool. I'll be back. We'll schedule it in for another year. Schedule it in this time next year. We won't be at the house. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I would like for... to formally apologize to Anna if she listens about my German jokes. Uh-huh. It, it's it's impossible for me not to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll make. It's f- like a nervous tick. You can't not say stuff that's offensive. If you knew what was going behind even my filter, right? Yeah, it'd that's be insane. Actually, that should be a podcast in itself. No, no. he'd be arrested. My filter is already Swiss cheese in terms of what makes it through. Yeah, like, uh, but I, I, I always. Now you're living with me of all people. Yeah, but you're, at gonna, least you're you, gonna help him rein it in. You think, filter right? yourself in a public setting where mine just flies through that Swiss cheese hole. And I'm like, wow, that's bad. You surprise uh, yourself. I really do. <laughs> but we'll, we will end it because I know Rob gets antsy once it passes the hour mark. I can see him twitching. Yeah, he's really antsy. Um, and there's so much more good stuff, guys. So much more good stuff to talk about. So like cheers. A lot of, a lot of nice air, air fives. Air five. Boom. And uh, I guess we will see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday.